welcome to the Election Ride Home for Tuesday, October 15th, 2019. I'm your host, Chris Higgins. Today, Gabbard will be in the debate after all, how to watch tonight's debate, Sanders unveils a plan for employee ownership of corporations, the complex topics in tonight's debate, and last call for debate bingo. Here's what you need to know for tonight's debate. First up today, in a tweet yesterday, Hawaii Representative Tulsi Gabbard announced that she will not, in fact, boycott the debate tonight. She offered no reason for this change of heart, simply announcing the change in six words. She wrote, quote, I will be attending the debate, end quote. And, I guess, end story. Next up, How to Watch Tonight's Debate. It's hosted by both CNN and The New York Times, and there are some interesting new options for checking it out. So if you, like me, don't have cable, well, let's talk about how you're going to watch this debate. First off, the timing. The debate starts tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, for our international listeners, it's actually zero hours UTC on Wednesday, October 16th. The debate is scheduled for three hours, and CNN will offer a pre-show and a post-show, each of which lasts an hour. Next up, the actual viewing options. First, obviously, if you have cable, just tune in to CNN. If you don't, you can point your web browser at CNN.com or NYTimes.com, and you'll get streams there, supposedly with no logins and no hassle. And I am confident that that will work, because they did it on CNN back in September. So, those are solid options. Also, for what it's worth, this is the first debate that will be broadcast live on national public radio stations. So if you're in the U.S., pretty much anywhere, you should be able to get the audio on whatever NPR affiliate is near you via over-the-air radio, or stream it online if you prefer. If you're not sure what your local station is, just go to npr.org, and at the very top, there's a little thing to let you find your station and stream it if you want. Also, most smart speakers, whose trigger names I am not going to say, but, you know, the things from Amazon and Google and Apple and whatever, most of those can stream radio, as long as you phrase your request just right. In my case, my NPR affiliate is OPB in Oregon, so I can just say, hey, so-and-so, play the radio station OPB, and then it just kind of happens. The debate will also be carried on the Westwood One radio network, and Sirius XM channels 116, 454, and 795. So, if you are a radio person, they really have you covered. Alright, so what other video options do we have? There are a ton of them, and I'm going to list them in the order that makes sense to me. The video will stream on Facebook, plus the CNN Go app, which is on many smart TVs, plus basically all the smart streaming boxes and streaming sticks that you can plug into a TV. So, we're talking Roku, Chromecast, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, Android TV. All of those have CNN Go apps, and those will all flip into a no-login-required mode right before the debate. But you're going to want to make sure you have that app downloaded first, and just make sure it's there and more or less works. In addition, the debate is available via the CNN Go apps on Android and iOS, so you can watch it on your phone or tablet or whatever. And finally, the only Spanish option I've seen is the broadcast network CNN and Espanol. So, I hope you got your plans locked in by now. I do not see YouTube on the list of possible streaming platforms for this one, but Facebook is one of them, so that may be good enough. Frankly, if you are using a website to stream this debate, I would suggest just going to CNN.com. 
Yesterday, Senator Bernie Sanders released a new plan to restructure corporate ownership. And you need to know about this today because I am certain Sanders will mention it tonight. The plan is called the Corporate Accountability and Democracy Plan. It is really complex with lots of moving parts, but I will try to boil it down here. At its core, the plan calls for large companies, those with at least $100 million in annual revenue, plus all publicly traded companies, to become partially owned by their employees. This would work by having each company give 2% of its stock each year to a fund owned by employees, until the overall percentage of stock owned by that fund is at least 20%. That fund would be managed by employees, and any dividends on the stock would go to employees. The plan would also force large corporations to allow 45% of their board members to be elected by employees of the company. This should allow employees to have a substantial voice in what happens in the boardroom. And the plan would ban stock buybacks. It would take a while to explain all the weird reasons why corporations buy their own stock back, but I can summarize them by saying it's a move to increase the value of the company, at least as perceived by people who dig the stock market. It can also be a way to return money to shareholders. The Sanders plan would do away with that practice entirely. In a move that ties in with that last item, Sanders wants companies that put themselves up for sale or move overseas to first offer the employees a chance to purchase the company. Related to that, the plan would also establish a new government-run bank that would offer loans for employee groups looking to buy their own companies. The plan would also drastically change the rules for corporate mergers and roll back a bunch of existing mergers. It would also undo the Republican tax cuts for corporations passed in 2017. That means the overall corporate tax rate goes back up to about 35%, up from its current 21%. There are a bunch of bans in the plan as well, like banning non-compete clauses and contracts, banning mandatory arbitration, and a few more. It is a big plan. There's a link in the show notes to read the whole thing. As for how much this costs and where the money all comes from and goes to, well, that is addressed near the end. Quote, As president, Bernie will raise up to $3 trillion over 10 years by repealing all of the disastrous corporate tax breaks enacted under Trump, closing corporate tax loopholes, and demanding that large corporations pay their fair share of taxes. Of this revenue, $2 trillion will be used to help fund Bernie's Green New Deal to combat climate change, rebuild our crumbling infrastructure to make it more climate resilient, and create millions of good-paying union jobs in the process. The rest will be used to help create an economy that works for all of us, not just the top 1%. End quote. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. 
Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Tonight's debate is going to cover some different ground compared with all the previous debates. While you can expect the same general pattern of lower polling candidates going after higher polling candidates in the hopes of getting into a rebuttal loop, there is one big word hanging over the whole thing. Impeachment. This is the first debate we've had since the impeachment proceedings in the House have formally begun, and now every single person on that stage supports impeachment. That wasn't the case just a few weeks ago. Adding to the complexity, of course, is that Joe Biden will be on stage. He's going to have to handle questions about the impeachment inquiry, which was sparked by President Trump's phone calls about him and his son, Hunter Biden. There's also the matter of five sitting senators being on stage. Those senators will have to vote if articles of impeachment are actually brought to the Senate. So how they position themselves now has a lot to do with how that vote could work and could be perceived later on. And to make things even more complex on that issue, Hunter Biden just resigned from the board of a Chinese company and committed to stopping all work with foreign companies if his father wins the presidency. Plus, Joe Biden has urged his fellow candidates not to fan the flames of the bogus Trump attacks by getting into the Ukraine stuff. But it seems unlikely that the moderators or the candidates will be able to avoid the Ukraine stuff, given what a huge political issue impeachment is right now. We've already had reporters ask Warren, for instance, what her position would be on letting her adult children sit on corporate boards if she is the president. And her response was kind of an ask-me-later, non-answer type of thing. I assume the moderators will push this issue at least for Biden and probably for everybody. At this point, everybody who has adult children probably needs a coherent answer to that question. Reading from a CNN email newsletter citing CNN political director David Chalian, quote, In advance of tomorrow's CNN-slash-New York Times Democratic debate, Joe Biden and his campaign have formulated a new response to questions about Hunter Biden's work on a Ukrainian energy company's board while Biden served as vice president. Biden now acknowledges he will have a different standard about family members working for foreign entities as president than he did as vice president. End quote. Okay, the other elephant in the room, as if we needed even more of them, is Senator Bernie Sanders and his health. This will be the first big campaign appearance since his heart attack. Now, my guess is he'll do fine. And my other guess, especially if you've read those debate bingo cards, is that he will get a standing ovation just for walking out onto that stage. Now, that is a heck of a thing. It's a strong move, and it's a concrete way to demonstrate his quick recovery and his viability in the campaign. But prepare yourself for awkward questions from the moderators about the health and age of all of the oldest candidates, who will, by the way, all be in the very center of the stage because they're at the top of the polls. And one last big thought about this debate. I want to remind you about where we sit in the calendar. This is the fourth primary debate for the DNC. There are just two more this year, then another six between January and April of 2020. But given the ever-increasing requirements to get onto those stages, the November debate is already looking likely to be an eight-person field. And we just don't know what happens after that. So tonight may be the last time we see four of these people on a stage for a DNC debate. They know that just as well as we do, and I would not expect them to go down without a fight.
And last up today, a bit more on debate bingo. Again, you can grab those bingo cards using the top link in the show notes or just go to ridehome.info slash bingo. Remember, there are 30 cards in that PDF, so you probably don't need that many and I don't want you to waste too much paper when you're printing stuff. So here are a few tips on debate bingo. First, when you print those cards out, print them single-sided because you can't work the back side while the front side is showing. If you don't like printing stuff, you can just open the PDF on a tablet or a PC and just scribble over the phrases when they are spoken. Second, you can pick whatever card you want to play. They are randomized, so if you're hanging out alone at home, you can do card A or card Q or whatever. At HQ, we're only tracking the first 10 cards, so if you're beyond that, we won't be announcing when bingos for those cards occur on Twitter, but we will still tell you when any given square is filled in. Third, I will announce official rulings from the At Election Podcast Twitter account tonight during the debate. Meaning, when I determine that a square deserves to be filled in, I will say so. I will also tag those tweets with the hashtag ERHBingo. If you spot something that I miss, please tweet at Election Podcast. Your help has been invaluable in the past, as I really do miss things while I'm juggling a couple of laptops and bingo cards and the cat and all that. Fourth, if you're tweeting about bingo, please use the hashtag ERHBingo so we can all see what you're doing. It's been really cool in previous debates seeing pictures of the cards and the pets and the parties and how you're staying hydrated during this three-hour marathon. Fifth, there are no prizes. This is just for fun, but I figured I would say that in case, I don't know, lawyers or something. Feel free to give your own prizes in your own room if you want. Sixth and finally, don't take it too seriously. If it is distracting you from actually hearing what's being said, put away that bingo. The point here is to try to figure out who you think would make a great president. The point here is not to get the most points at bingo or, you know, to stay the most hydrated while you're doing it if you take my meaning. Okay, grab those cards, top link in the show notes, and get them ready. We will do this together in just a few hours. Well, that is it for one more episode of the Election Ride Home. I have been your host, Chris Higgins. You can always find me on Twitter, at Chris Higgins. All right, I'm going straight from the booth to Debate HQ, a.k.a. the living room. The cat is fed, his cardboard box is warmed up, the fire is going, and I am printing out just a few of those Debate Bingo cards. It is a cool October day here in Portland, perfect weather to stay indoors and watch a dozen people fight on TV about politics. As always, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.